0: eBay Motors has it, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Friday, October 9th. And we are delighted that you're joining us. So thank you. You know, it feels like another week, another lousy weekly jobless claims report. Here's the numbers. It's just, it's going to give you the analysis after. But initial jobless claims, 840,000 for the week ending October 3rd. Down slightly, but only by 9,000. And so if you look at it, we kind of like to look at like the total number of people who are receiving the benefits from the state unemployment system. So that is a better number, just under 11 million down by a million. So that, that's good. That's the good news. But it just, uh, I don't know, it seems like these numbers are just staying incredibly high. The total number of people who are claiming benefits in all programs, 25 and a half million. Down by a million, but 25 and a half million. This, of course, as negotiations over more stimulus seem to be stuck, I guess that perhaps there will be some breakthrough by the time you actually hear this. The back and forth has been a little dizzying. At some point, we're going to have to just deal with the, the idea that there are a lot of people suffering and we need to help them and that help is not just good for them. It's good for the economy. I don't know. I have a lot more to say about that. It kind of bums me out to think too hard about it. So I'm going to actually shift and just deal with you and your questions, because that's very easy for me to actually focus on. And it's a good way for me to feel like I'm helping in my own little teeny tiny way. I know Mark feels that way as well. Uh, If you have a financial question, just send us an email, Jill at jillonmoney.com, or you can always go to jillonmoney.com. That's our website, and you can check out all the great content that we have, and you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter, which comes out today, Fridays. So check it out, jillonmoney.com. All right, let's go and answer some questions from Lael, who says, hi, Jill, your show has been my go-to podcast on my long drives to work. Mm. I'm behind on retirement, and I'd like your advice. I'm 39 years old, a single mother of two. I'm self-employed. I have an S-Corp. I currently have $50,000 in a Roth, $20,000 in a SEP, and $20,000 in a brokerage account. I just opened a solo 401k for next year instead of the SEP. My business generates a profit of about 60 dollars to $70,000 a year, which of which I plan on saving half. That's great. Does it make sense to place that money mostly in a Roth since I'm in a low tax bracket or a traditional to take advantage of tax credits such as the earned income tax credit and savers credit? Overall, does it look like I have a decent plan for retirement going forward? Thanks so much. Look forward to hearing your thoughts. Okay, so here's the good news. You can do either. It depends on your tax bracket. You should put the money in a Roth if your tax bracket is really going to remain low um, now for the next couple of years and take advantage of that Roth and potentially go higher in the future. You know, one thing is you said you have profit of sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year, but I don't really know about all the other aspects of your business. Generally speaking, I think that I'm in favor of the Roth option for you for your solo 401k, but you kind of have to know what your trajectory looks like and, you know, frankly, if we do believe that all tax rates will be higher in the future, it's at least worth figuring out, you know, can I afford to do this? So, I think I'm leaning toward yes the Roth, keep doing what you're doing, put as much as as you can away. And make sure that you're paying yourself appropriately so you can put as much money away through that 401k. This is a message from Anonymous whose subject is trying to help my sister. First of all, why did it take so long for me, a Jewish New Yorker, to discover you and your keen advice, humor, and thoughtfulness? Most other financial podcasts deal with getting out of debt and the basics. I find your info to be more complex and responsive to those making six-digit salaries, many of whom are already fairly fiscally responsible. Well, I'm very happy that we can help you out. I mean, we'll help everyone out, but like, I understand what you're saying, that there are a lot of podcasts that go over the basics. I just assume that most people know the basics. If you need a little refresher on the basics, certainly I'm happy to help out. All right. My question is not purely financial. How do I help my little sister, who's 55, who hasn't put any money away and jumps from job to job? Fortunately, she just landed a solid job, making 50 grand a year annually as a state employee. That's good. If she stays there long enough, she'll even have a pension, but she's spending too much in rent and has credit card debt to uh, less than 10000 so not terrible. She says, I can be a bossy big sister. So I am not the right person to advise her on what to do with her money or how she needs to stay in her current job for the next 20 years. She probably has undiagnosed ADHD and is tough to keep in one job for a long time. When she doesn't have a job, she's reluctant to work minimum wage jobs and she has trouble finding other work. My financial situation is solid, really, but I'm worried about my sister and I don't want to feel obligated to help her financially. Maybe I just help her through finding a good fee-only financial planner to help her with her basic foundational stuff like how to put together a budget that has her living within her means and putting away money. Any other suggestions? All right, this is a tough one. If you are a bossy sister, yeah, you're not the right one to give the advice. Is there someone else in the family who might be able to guide your sister? Could it be that there's somebody else, a cousin, someone she respects? I mean, I feel like if you actually arrange for her to see a fee-only financial planner, who says she's going to actually live by that advice? I don't know. This is a tough one. Mark, what, what are your ideas on this? Yeah. Mark says, you know, he says, you know, I don't know if actually speaking to a different person makes all that much more sense. It's really up to her. That's the problem. I mean, I guess what you could do is you could say, hey, I've been starting to listen to this smart, sassy New Yorker, and maybe you should give her a holler and she helps people out of all sorts. Maybe I could be that person. Maybe I could be her Aunt Jill. What do you think? I have a new moniker, by the way. I used to be called Aunt Jill, but since Mark's son is half Chinese, I am now A-Yi. a is that it? Or A-Yi? a That's auntie. I'm a Jilly for anybody. Or perhaps for the Jewish uh, sister, maybe I'm Tanta, aunt, German, whatever you call me. Maybe she'll listen to me. Maybe she won't. Who knows? Oh, this is a tough one. Okay. Doug writes, my 73-year-old father-in-law just sold his house. He's got a check for 110 grand. He doesn't know what to do with it. He's retired on a federal annuity. He's also receiving his wife's survivor benefits as well. His health insurance and Medicare premiums are pretty much the only bills he has at the moment. He's going to be living in a house that we are building on our property. It won't cost him anything. Uh, save for gas and electric. He's got no car payment. He lives comfortably on what he has now. His health is okay. Um, Some kidney stones, knee replacement. He comes from a family rife with diabetes and obesity issues. I'm thinking he should consider long-term care insurance, but maybe there's a place to put his funds that will pay dividends that he can apply to long-term care premiums. Just wondering what you're thinking about this and how he can move forward. He has zero interest in the stock market. Thanks. No long-term care insurance for this guy. I mean, I don't know how much money he has in other funds, but it sounds to me as a single 73-year-old, a widower, he's got some money. Uh, and there's no reason why he needs long-term care insurance. I mean, what happens if he got ill? Well, you'd use his money and spend it and take care of him. So if anything, since he's no interest in stocks, I probably would look at using some of that money and having an emergency reserve fund. So boring checking savings, money market, high yielding money market accounts, online accounts, go to depositaccounts.com, maybe some CDs, but no, I would not do more than that. Okay. Tom says, I listen to your podcast every morning on my way into work. I've got a question about using multiple investment advisors. Everything I read says it's a good idea to diversify. What about diversifying across multiple investment advisors? I currently have accounts with Wells Fargo and they have funds that they recommend. If I were to invest with a couple of other local investment advisors, they would recommend different funds. I have roughly 750 grand. I wish to split it up into $250,000 each to three different advisory accounts. Two advisors, we know, will waive fees with 250 grand or more, your thoughts. Huh? Who's waiving fees? Two advisors are waiving fees? What are they, in the red cross? I doubt it. Usually the reason why people choose one advisor is that the fee structure is such, Tom, that the more money you have, the lower the fee. I personally don't think this is a great idea. I'm not even sure you need an investment advisor at all. And maybe you should just be using a robo-advisor. Maybe you should be just using an online investment platform that gives some advice. So who does that? That would be like Schwab Intelligent Portfolio, Vanguard Personal Service Advisor, maybe Betterment. Uh, You know, these are places where the fees are really low. But no, I'm not into the three advisors, five advisors. Pick one. Okay. We have Eva who writes, I'm a new listener to the podcast. Your advice is valuable. Thanks for all you do. Here's my issue. I received an offer to work more hours from another dental practice that I've been with for years and I've accepted it. Okay, cool. My last day with my current job comes up this month. I'm a registered dental hygienist and I am paid hourly. Question, should I roll over my simple IRA I've had with the practice I'm leaving to a Roth that I have through Fidelity or should I wait to roll it over into my existing 401k with the other practice? I'm currently contributing 4% to the 401k. They match 3%. All right, a couple questions. Number one, where is the 401k that you have with the new guys? That's a big question. Number two, what is your total income? If you're in a low tax bracket, it may make sense to take the existing money in the simple and move it over into the Roth, but you're going to have to pay tax on that. and paying tax on that means understanding what tax bracket you're in. So I don't know if you're single, if you're married or what have you, but there are various ways to figure out whether or not this is a good idea. Now, I don't know. Dental hygienists probably make good money. If you are single and you make, uh, let's say, up to $85,000, you're in the 22% tax bracket. So It's possible that that could be a good idea for you to actually roll the money over. But how much money you have and whether you have money outside of this retirement structure to pay the tax due, that will help you determine whether or not you should be doing this. Okay? All right. Well, that's it. That's the pod for today. A happy Friday. And yay, it's a weekend. Some of you, I think, have a long weekend. Mark, isn't Monday Columbus Day? Mm, markets are open. That means, of course, that we're working because we work every day. So, if you have a financial question that is bubbling up, if you have maybe it's just a general economic question, maybe you're wondering about what to do with your rollover or your education funding. We don't really care. We just love anything that is remotely associated with a dollar sign. Even if a career would be interesting too. Anyway send us an email askjill Jill at jillonmoney.com ask Jill at jillonmoney.com and if you're on our website jillonmoney.com of course check out all the good stuff that we have there and do us a favor if you wouldn't mind leave a rating and a review for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and let us know if there's something that we can be doing better okay wash your hands Wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and please try to do something nice for somebody else today. We'll talk to you tomorrow.